0: all sounds melodramatic until you have the head of the FBI saying we're facing unprecedented threats. And people that I know, people that I've known my entire life are texting me and talking about replacing the U.S. government talking about civil war and you you go, what, what, what's wrong with you? And they say the IRS agents are coming with AR-15s and they're coming to our doors and they're going to kill us. Or they're saying the FBI is coming to raid our house and take our guns away from us. These are the lies that have been spread not by this is what's so disturbing, not by backbenchers. These lies have been spread by Chuck Grassley. By Kevin McCarthy? By top news hosts at Fox News? This is not Infowars. This is mainstream pro-Trump rhetoric. And they are deliberately trying to get Americans to a position of, 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 of where they'll do harm to IRS agents. Can you imagine? Can you imagine, I just want to say, I just, I don't, do I have the quote here? I think I saved the quote in my iPad. Can you imagine Chuck Grassley talking about the IRS having a strike force quote that goes in with AR-15s already loaded, ready to shoot some small business people? A top Fox News host saying that the IRS is coming to, quote, hunt down and kill middle-class taxpayers, IRS coming to hunt down and kill middle-class taxpayers. I wanna get to the affidavit. I wanna get to the affidavit that we are talking about people who are deliberately trying to gen up a civil war and their followers are actually going along with it. And I know this because they're my family members And they're lifelong Republicans and they're people who used to be Reagan conservatives talking about civil war and a guy that you and I both have known for a long time. I'm not saying his name, telling me very, very smugly a couple of days ago, well, you know, the U.S. government's not sacrosanct. The U.S. government
1: can be replaced. It's incredible that we've gotten to this point. One of our two major parties is now an angry, populist, anti-government party. Uh, Its members are aroused by the idea that the government is the enemy. They talk about FBI officers who serve in the line of fire as government gangsters. The Gestapo. The the, the corrupt cops. Uh, These are the people who, for for generations, since I can remember the FBI, were defended primarily by Republicans. It was liberals who criticized the FBI. Now we, we have a party that... That wants to take apart this administrative apparatus of our of our country, and it is scary because th- this this group, this this populist uh, movement that's taken over the Republican Party, seems to believe in physical intimidation. If we frighten you, right. we'll back you up. They've learned that through through their actions over over the last few years. Uh, the only hope you and I have talked about this so often on this show uh, lies with sensible Republicans, people like the ones that we've seen in the January 6th hearings, the Republicans who stood up Uh, Former Attorney General Bill Barr, former White House Counsel Pat Cipollone, whole uh, list of other people who, at considerable personal risk, stood up and said, what Trump is doing was not right. I couldn't I couldn't abide it. I won't abide it. The Republican state election officials around the country, the, the people in Georgia who were who were running this investigation, who said we won't do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, who stood up to the, the intimidators. If those people begin to buckle, then we're really in trouble. And that's, that's our, I think, Joe, our last best hope. Well, so you raise, I mean, there's a bunch of different explanations, but you raise one possibility that this may be more about the president's former president's personality than anything else.
2: It could be. And he was certainly known as somebody who liked that to show great. things off. He liked to show off the accoutrements of being president. Tchotchkis, you Ch- would call them. He, when he was when he was a businessman, he had chotchkis yeah. in the in some corner of his office. Shaquille O'Neal's giant shoe, he would show off a lot to visitors, and it was always the same tour. Um you know, he liked showing off these Kim Jong-un letters when he was president. People would come to the wow. Oval Office reporters, uh, you know, visiting dignitaries, you name it, and, and he would wave them around. And and we know that at least some of those were among the items that were at mm-hmm. Mar-a-Lago. So that's one possibility. Um, we know that he was telling advisors when he was resisting giving these things back, you know, they're mine, it's mine, and so forth. So that's always one possibility. Uh, the other is that he, you know, sees, and well, one other is that he sees some advantage and whether that is something that makes him seem aggrandized or bigger, or whether it's that he could see it as leverage of some kind. Uh, You know, you have to consider that possibility. There's a lot we still don't know. Um, But Trump throughout his presidency acted as if there was no difference between himself and the government and his company. It was all one big brand. Okay, so let's talk about what happened in court today with this affidavit. So publicly, as you all know, um, President Trump and his team on social media have demanded that the affidavit be made publicly. And then something strange happened in court, George. The lawyers for President Trump didn't say anything about wanting it to be made public. The not cat had her tongue. Not so strange at all. Why?
0: Why is there that? Are not three, on? They're, they're being three-faced about it. Not two-faced, but three-faced Where about is that? it. There are three faces going here going. One is, They'd love to see the document. Trump would love to see the document. His lawyers would see the, love to see the document because they want to know who's ratting on him. Secondly, they don't want you to see the document or you or you or me to see the document because we'll point out what the evidence is, that this, this is just a mountain of evidence against them. And thirdly, they want to create an issue for the base and the people they are bilking of money by gazing by on these fundraising emails. They want to say, see, they're hiding something. So that's those are the three things that are going on at once, and that explains why you had the lawyer in the back of the room saying nothing, and 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 why they keep saying, "Oh, we need to see this. We need
3: to see this." Okay, uh, it is uh, Friday, nineteen August, the year of alert, twenty twenty-two. We know that sometimes, well, I don't think it gets on your nerves as much as it used to. The reason we do the highlight reel of the uh, of MSNBC. And of course, CNN is we know that you don't watch it for good reason. So our team does. And we try to distill it down. But that's this is 24 hours a day of what they're bombarding right now. Civil war. But David Ignatius gets to it. It's not the American government. We're there to deconstruct and take apart the administrative state tonight at six o'clock for one hour. I think we have Dr. Peter McCullough. We have uh, Dr. Robert Malone. We have Naomi Wolf. We had Ed Dowd. We have Dr. Harvey Risch from Yale. Uh, We're going to go through. The deconstruction of the CDC. The CDC just put out a a memo the other day, a report saying that they had done such a horrific job. It was supposed to be such a slam report, yet they still called for more money, more resources, more centralized control. That is a big part of the biomedical administrative state, and it is now in complete siege by guess what? The uh, the MAGA hobbits, and uh, and they know that. That's why Morning Joe. Remember, Morning Joe is the consensus opinion. It's the common wisdom of the establishment. That's why they're in such that's why they that's why they're pearl clutching 24 four seven. They brought in David Ignatius, the reporter and uh, and columnist for The Washington Post today to talk about that. Uh, we got a lot to get to uh, about this civil war. They threw out the name Chuck Grassley said no, this is not even this is not even, you know, info wars is not war. It's not the crazy crazies. This is actually established from people like Chuck Grassley. They did say that their final line of defense is sensible Republicans. Sensible Republicans is controlled opposition. They're the ones like Joe Scarborough. Oh, we want tax cuts. We want limited government. They want all these bromides, these kind of airy fairy fantasies that are not going to happen. You're not going to happen when you have $2 trillion every year of discretionary spending you can't pay for. There's no more tax cuts the government's now a leviathan it's not the it's not the government that we're going after it is the administrative state the american estate that is what this leviathan has been built up over many many decades that's anti-democratic uh, impervious to elections that is the permanent permanent bureaucracy that controls your life in every aspects of it and has turned the historic and renowned and revered FBI into a Gestapo-like jackbooted police force, and yes, we're defunding the Law and Order party is going to defund uh, and deconstruct and dissolve the Federal Bureau of Investigation. That's going to happen. Rasmussen poll out yesterday, fifty-three percent, and we ain't even got started yet, folks. So understand that they're in. The, what you're hearing is a cry for help by the mainstream media left. I want to bring in Mike Davis. Now, first off, Mike, I want to. Bring, I want to ask you about your former boss, Chuck Grassley. And, and correct me if I'm wrong. Chuck Grassley heads what I've always loved. He heads the Judiciary Committee. He's not a lawyer. He's kind of done this with this Iowa, uh, heart of the country, uh, farmer mentality, kind of the, 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 the heart. It's the reason we start the, the presidential process in Iowa, right? The folks out there have just amazing common sense and great values. Uh, tell us about Grassley. And now they're charging Chuck Grassley as the most radical of all. They're, go, they're targeting Grassley like nobody's business. Uh, Mike Davis.
4: So Chuck Grassley is my former boss. He's the top Republican on the Senate Judiciary Committee. He was the chairman when Republicans were in control. He'll be the chairman again if Republicans take Control in January. Like you said, he's a farmer. He's been in the Senate for uh, a long time, since 1980, uh, 40 years. Uh, but he's never... He's never let D.C. get get to him. He goes home to Iowa almost every weekend. He visits all 99 counties of Iowa every year. And I'm from Iowa. My family's back in Iowa. Iowans love Chuck Grassley because he's he has Iowa common sense, right? And um, he, he's been a critic of the FBI for decades. Going back to the raid at Ruby Ridge, uh, he's long called for... Um, major reforms, structural reforms at the FBI. And this nonsense that that the left is doing, that they know that they screwed up badly, they know that they've weaponized and politicized our FBI and intelligence community, the deep state, which is a subset of the administrative state. They know they've done this, and so they're on defense. And what they're doing right now on defense is they're, they're making it sound like Republicans, Trump supporters are going after the rank-and-file FBI agents, and that's just not the case. We are going after the structure. We are going after the political leadership. We're going after Attorney General Merrick Garland, Deputy Attorney General uh, Lisa Monaco, uh, FBI Director Chris Wray, Assistant Attorney General for the Criminal Division, Ken Polite, Assistant Attorney General for the National Security Division, Matt Olson, um, and the U.S. Attorneys, the politically appointed U.S. Attorneys in these key offices like D.C., these are the political officials who have weaponized and politicized our FBI, and that is just wrong. We cannot have a we cannot have a weaponized, politicized FBI. That's not sustainable as a country. It's going to rip our country apart. And so, they the that, that's that's the political dispute. This is not against law enforcement. This is not against the rank and file. That's just pure nonsense.
3: When you talk about the rank and file, Jim Jordan's talking about fourteen. Um whistleblowers that come forward isn't it for the rank and file though to start to come forward uh and let and let people know they're getting illegal orders and they won't follow these orders isn't it is it imperative uh that the rank and file have to start coming forward like look you've got 14 whistleblowers right now we need more people in the doj and particularly more uh f- special agents and field agents for the fbi to start coming forward and talk about the position and do it through proper channels do it to grassley do it to jim jordan
4: Yeah. I mean, so uh, Chuck Grassley has long been a champion for the whistleblowers. He's long been a champion for the inspector general around the government. He's the one who blew open the Russian collusion uh, hoax from uh, from the Clinton, uh, Clinton, uh, Obama, Biden regime. So you should contact his office. Lisa Raga uh, is, is the uh, is the uh, Chief Counsel for Oversight and Investigations in Grassley's office. FBI agents who want to blow the whistle on the weaponization and politicization of the, the FBI should contact Chuck Grassley's office. And they, they always protect uh, competences. That will, they'll never reveal your name. And they've done this for decades. So people should absolutely call Chuck Grassley's office within the FBI or the broader intel if you're if you're seeing misconduct by anyone uh, if, if particularly you're seeing the, the weaponization of the deep state
3: Mike hang on for one second I want to we're gonna take a short commercial break I want to bring you back and talk about George Conway's uh, comments about what's going on in the courts uh, down in Florida around, around Mar Lago but look some of this is actually noise that's why Mike and I are all over it and we got other team you know with Boris and, and the team the signal is the southern border we're going to have todd benson on with the july numbers are out guess what another record that's the signal they're trying to they're trying to do a misdirection play here we're going to get to all of it in the war room take a short commercial break mike davis from article three todd bensman from the center on immigration studies also the los angeles times reporting what the war room has been all over for a couple of weeks there's a cartel war on the northern border of mexico all next in the war room
4: we're down the rejoice when no more Let's take down
3: the CCP. you know what's never good when your nation's supposed authority on economic policy completely misses the flashing red lights of impending inflation now Treasury secretary Janet Yellen has finally admitted quote And get the real help from Birch Gold today. Again, text Bannon to 989898 to claim your free no-obligation information kit on protecting your savings with gold
2: tone we have to deal with the rhetoric and you know I agree with you but it's not really rhetoric we can deal with I mean you have millions of people tuning into a propaganda network every night and then as if that were not bad enough that's an extremist network itself you have these fringe pop up uh, outlets you know from own to Newsmax Um, then you have the social media component that train has left the station there is no let's deal with the rhetoric at this point I do think we have to have serious conversations around preparing for actual violence. Uh, People keep saying a civil war is coming. I would say a civil war is here. And I don't mean to be hyperbolic. We can look at what has happened just in the past week alone since all this has happened. We've had two people try to declare war with FBI field offices. I don't think at this point we're going to all pack up our bags and go home and sing kumbaya.
3: Okay, welcome back. Um, What you have to understand is this is 24-7. This is what's being uh, a civil war is here. I know you folks don't watch it because you have a life to live or you're tuning in to other alternative media like ourselves, or maybe you're watching Tucker Carlson or maybe other aspects of Fox, uh, of which they're saying, hey, an extremist network. Uh, but 24-7 on MSNBC particularly, a lot on CNN, but that's getting cleaned up somewhat. Um, and you can tell the anchors are under real pressure to try to not be as over the top as MSNBC is off the chain. And it's 24-7 telling their people – you you, uh, white Christian nationalists, you uh, reactionary Hispanics, uh, you, uh, you know, they call every African-American is a post-president Trump, uh, Trump and Uncle Tom, that you are all part of a cult. Uh, you're too dumb. I mean, the, what, the way they talk to over half of the American people is pretty shocking. You're so stupid. You're cult members. You're in a trance and you're just it's our and civil wars here. You got morning, Joe, in the morning, hey, we're preparing for Civil War, all this hot rhetoric and others, the Civil War is here. We are taking apart the administrative state. We, we're, we're, you know, we understand you don't like that. That's where your powers come from, the Federal Reserve to basically print money to fund you guys, which are stopping that, uh, and that you have this administrative state that's in every aspect of our lives, big tech, uh, big media, uh, big pharma. Uh, and other aspects of, of the corporatists that essentially earn biz, all, every one of them in business with the Chinese Communist Party, with the CCP. We're taking that apart. Yep, we're taking it apart. And you see it every day. They know they're losing. That's why they're getting more frantic and more hysterical. Do you think on this show, if we were talking as hyperbolic as they are every day, that, that would be all media matters and media would put up. has lost his mind. Listen to the hysteria from Morning Joe, their first show in the morning, all the way until late at night. MSNBC. And of course, you get it in the Washington Post and the New York Times. What used to be reporting is now continually all this, that there's a civil war that's here. There's a civil war that's here. The reason they're saying that is that they can't beat us at the polls. We're winning everywhere. This is an ascendant populist movement. And they know that that's what they're saying. Oh, it's so anti-democratic. And yet every time you look around, it's another blowout. And And what is David Ignatius, who's kind of the font of the conventional wisdom? Right. When you want to see conventional wisdom, go read David Ignatius. What does he say? We need these sensible Republicans. What he means there's controlled opposition. We need sensible Republicans. There are last lines of defense. Hey, bro, your sensible Republican last line of defense just got crushed in Wyoming. in the biggest turnout in 132 years of, of the state being around or 112 years of the state being around it's not going to happen maga's ascendant this inclusive nationalism and participatory populism is the wave of the future and because we're focused on the important things you know mike davis is here to help us deal with this nonsense uh in this misdirection play in mar lago to try to take out president trump politically but we're going to get to we've got todd bensman coming on to talk about the cartel wars and the invasion in the southern border we have ben harnwell coming on talking about guess what the ukrainian people are turning against Zelensky because of his lies and misrepresentations. Then we got Joe Allen. Joe Allen ain't doing transhumanism today. He's gonna to do the predicate to transhumanism. What's your Ivy League schools? MIT, Yale, Harvard are doing on gender ideology. It, you will be absolutely shocked and stunned. That's all signal. That's where they wanna take this country. And we're not allowing it to happen. And They're saying it's a civil war. No, actually it's called democracy and you're losing. Right. And, and you can clutch your pearls all you want. You understand you're going to strike out. This thing's going to be, you're going to strike out at people. We got that. Uh, we understand that. That's where we're prepared and we're working hard every day. But you're getting blown out at the polls. You're going to get a democracy suppository on 8 November, the year of our Lord 2022. Mike Davis, you just heard more of the hyperbole and hysteria coming out against people like your former boss, Chuck Grassley, and, and the folks you work with. But I want to go to George Conway's. You know, this whole thing about uh, why does it take, why does it take, why did it take Merrick Garland three weeks and so urgent the nation's security was in the balance, was in the balance that you had to do a home raid? Why did he, why did he go Hamlet on on us and had to take three weeks as he tells the Washington Post, leaks to the Washington Post, took three weeks of really soul searching, you know, to the depths of himself as a judge to come to the decision here. And now they need a week. To redact a 17 page document that that you could do with a couple of professionals, what, over lunch? Mike Davis?
4: Yeah, so they the, the attorney general said it took weeks for him to deliberate on this decision whether whether to order this unprecedented, unnecessary, and unlawful home raid of a former president who happens to be the political enemy of his boss. And I'm thinking during this several week period time that you had, because you know we, we heard that trump had the nuclear launch codes or nuclear documents but apparently that's uh, that's obviously nonsense as if you look at the inventory there aren't few few documents on there for q classification documents so he clearly didn't have nuclear documents but during this week the several week periods that merrick garland had to deliberate why didn't he go to the office of legal counsel at the justice department olc which is the de facto general counsel for the justice department and get an opinion from them whether this raid was legal, including whether it was constitutional. And I think that the answer is is that Merrick Garland didn't, but knew that he would not like the answer that OLC gave them, because it is clearly an unlawful raid, and it is an unlawful raid for three different reasons. Number one, President Trump had the absolute constitutional authority to declassify any record he wanted in any manner he wanted. He didn't have to jump through any bureaucrat's hoops or any or in any congressional hoops, and that was confirmed by a 1988 case by the Supreme Court, Department of Navy versus Egan. Number two, there was a 2012 case with Bill Clinton's tapes in his sock drawer that John Solomon had just the news broke. It was a, an Obama appointee who ruled in 2012 against uh, against Judicial Watch that President Clinton had the sole statutory authority to, to determine whether these were presidential records, which go to the archives, belong to the government, but then get sent, sent right back to the library, or these were personal records that belonged to the president. They're not government property. And that this this Obama judge said it's the president's sole discretion under the Presidential Records Act to determine whether they're presidential records or personal. So if President Trump declassified these records, there's no longer an Espionage Act violation. If he said that these records are personal, there's no longer any a violation of destruction or alteration of government records. And so what's left is is a, a obstruction. Well, you can't, you, as a matter of law, you can't obstruct an investigation of non-crime. So there is nothing left for the Biden Justice Department to pursue here. Number two, this judge is biased. We've shown that. He recused from President Trump's lawsuit against Hillary Clinton uh, just on June 22nd, seven weeks ago. He also had that 2017 Facebook post that showed that he clearly has animus toward President Trump personally and his integrity. And number three, as a matter of law, this was not th- th- this this home raid was was not necessary. They could have done this through least uh, least and intru- uh, le- less intrusive means. The the former president has staff. The staff has security clearances. So does President Trump. They have office office space. They have lawyers. It is routine for former presidents to negotiate with the, the bureaucrats at the National Archives on these records, whether they're personal or they're presidential records. So this was this this judge, this magistrate judge knows that he screwed up here by authorizing this four-year fishing expedition of, of all of President Trump's records from the White House. And now with these redactions, they're gonna cover it up. This, this magistrate judge has the same incentive as the Biden Justice Department to cover up their tracks here, what they did here, their unlawful actions here, And what President Trump should do, have his lawyers move for a Rule 41G motion under the federal rules of criminal procedure to get this property returned. And as part of that motion, you can tee up and argue and get decided all these legal issues I've just laid out.
3: Amen. This is what you should have been right there is the answer that's mike davis going on offense real quickly the great maggie haberman won a pulitzer prize for her coverage of president trump she's probably the person that covers him the closest in i would say the snarkiest in her cnn and the cold open in cnn didn't she essentially lay out the case that this is a presidential records act and is there any crimes associated with the discussions back and forth between the archives the presidential library are, are there any crimes involved maggie haberman laid out the case that this is really a presidential records act debate. Is there any crimes around presidential records act, Mike Davis?
4: There is no criminal component to the presidential records act period. Now they're trying to make it a crime by looking at other statutes. But as I said, the president has the unilateral power to call them personal non-government records. And so even even if these are presidential records, the president has the power to say that they're not under the presidential records act. He has the sole authority to do that this Obama judge in the 2012 judicial watch case with Tom Fenton and this 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 whole thing is a political charade it's part of the pattern for five years six years of the of the FBI trying to get Trump and this is nonsense President Trump's lawyers need to go on offense
3: go on offense with a 41g it should be filed Monday morning you agree sir
4: a- a- absolutely it should have been filed it should have been filed last Monday morning.
3: I agree with that 100%. Mike Davis, you're the man. Article 3, how to get to you. And also your social media. You'll be putting up things about this 41G, which is quite important. Mike Davis, how do people That's get up. to you?
4: Thank you, Steve. It's article3project.org, article3project.org. at article3project on Getter, Truth, uh, Twitter. And then my personal is MRDDMIA. And thank you again, Steve.
3: War Room Posse, take your number two pencil out and write that one down. That is a, a signal, not a noise. Okay, short commercial break. I want to thank Mike Davis. We're going to get to what the signal is. The cartel wars and the invasion of the southern border. Todd Bensman. Ben Harnwell on the Ukraine. The Ukrainian people start to turn against Zelensky. And then we've got Joe Allen. We'll blow your heads up with the Ivy League gets into gender ideology. All next in the War Room. We constantly see government overreach, attacks on our communication, and energy grid, worldwide conflict, natural disasters, and the never-ending assault on our security and privacy. Having reliable communications is essential. Now don't get caught without reliable communication. And I'm here to tell you, your fragile cell phone simply won't cut it. It will not cut it. That's why I've partnered with the Satellite Phone Store, so you can stay prepared and assure your vital communication stays private. They're one of America's largest satellite telephone companies with thousands of happy, well-prepared customers. Right now, they have a special promotional offer when you go to sat123.com slash Bannon. That is sat, sat123.com slash Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N. Get a free Amerisat satellite phone. 150 monthly minutes, free United States domestic number, and free rollover minutes for only 99.95 plus tax per month with an annual agreement. Now go to sat. That's s a t one two three dot com. Sat one two three com slash Bannon and get your device today. Don't put it off. Life can change in an instant. That's sat one two three dot com slash Bannon. Do it today.
1: Take action. War room. Pandemic with Stephen K Bannon. The
2: epidemic is a demon and we cannot let this demon hide.
1: War Room Pandemic. Here's your host Stephen K Bannon.
3: MyPella.com it's back to college, back to school. Make sure that you're loading up uh everyone in your family with these great products from MyPella. MyPella.com promo code War Room the buy one get one free. You got sheets, pillows, towel. everything that uh, anybody you're shipping off to college needs and and then some, from slippers and moccasins to sheets, pillows, towels, maybe a biblical uh, blanket in a and a pillow. Hey, you never know. Send it. Might as well cover your downside, mitigate your risk. Give them a biblical. Uh, give them a biblical uh, blanket. Okay, uh, a lot going on. We're gonna talk more. We got a video later. I'm we're heading into Missouri um, tomorrow for two days, 48 hours of intensity about the elections and how we're gonna make sure that they don't get stolen on November 8th, and this is going to be an all-hands-on-deck effort. I also want to make sure the engine room uh, you know, t- reminds me that we're talking about the FBI. Today we got a special on the CDC. I've already made a, a comment on the Fed on Monday. Philip Patrick's is going to be back. My second part of the, uh, the end of the dollar empire is going to be out next week, but I want everybody to go to birchgold.com slash Bannon and get the first. It's totally free. Get the first episode. The end of the dollar empire, you need to understand the Federal Reserve. Most importantly, you need to understand the politics of money because the politics of money is going to be it's going to be dominant over the next couple of years. Pierre Navarro is going to be here in the second hour to talk about the collapse of the mortgage industries already before our eyes right now as home prices are collapsing. New starts are collapsing all that. We're going to get into all that in the second hour. But Monday. With Birch Gold, I come out with the uh, Monday, I think, or Philip Paxson will come out with uh, part two about the prime reserve currency. Uh, but I also want to make sure, because CDC today at 6, I don't want to leave the IRS. The IRS, yes, the IRS needs to be purged. The IRS needs to be regenerated. There is no chance, and you're going to get a commitment from McCarthy's guys, there is no chance we're going to appropriate one penny, one penny, for the 87,000 jackbooted IRS agents. not going to happen. They're going to have to go back and redo this bill and make sure you get the, uh, the, the taxes from carried interest. Tax the rich. Tax the rich on this, not the middle class and not the working class. You guys are right now getting crushed by inflation, uh, getting crushed by the drop in, uh, in home values, your net worth getting wiped out before your eyes. No, impossible. You cannot, ca- you cannot get blood from a stone, and that's what they're trying to do, and we're going to go after the IRS You're not going to let these agents, this is not going to be allowed to happen. We're going to choke these people down with the appropriations process. They're not going to appropriate dollars for this. So this big battle, and by the way, if Biden wants to shut down the government because they can't get an appropriation bill, hey, so be it. They're worse things. They're worse things. you got to choke the administrative state off with the mother's milk, and that's the free money they're getting from the printing presses of the Federal Reserve. I want to go to Todd Benz. Todd. Tell us, as the nation's been, you know, following the wedding of uh, Ben Affleck and all the all the bread and circuses that the mainstream media wants to put out there in front of you. Uh, tell us what's been going on at the southern border, sir,
5: in the invasion. Well, the new numbers are out from CBP for July, and the United States is uh, once again in record territory: 1.86 million apprehensions just so far this year. There's two more uh, months to go for the fiscal year. Last year was the record 1.7 million in the history of the United States. So we've already defeated that, beaten that. We're probably gonna be looking at uh, 2 million, maybe 2.1 million by the time this is all over. We're still pulling about 220,000 apprehensions a month down there. They are pouring over every day, all day long, especially through Texas. Uh, in Yuma, Arizona. So uh, there will be no uh, relent, no relenting on mass, the mass, mass migration crisis here.
3: I want to answer uh, of the of the 1.86. Let's take it up to your today. The 1.86 apprehensions. How many of those do they report are remain in the United States of America? And how much have, how many have been sent back across the border to Mexico?
5: Well, we lost access to those numbers because those were part of a a court uh, case where the government was required to file those numbers, so we don't have that anymore. They don't have to to report anymore, but I will say that we know for sure that about 2.2 million people have been actually entered into the country and resettled in cities across America, about a million of those are going to be 900,000 to a million are going to be gotaways. Uh, the numbers I just reported to you a minute ago, 1.8 million, do not include the godaways.
3: Uh, okay, so hold on, you- hold on. <clears throat> but hang on, hang yeah. on. I want to go through this logically, so slow down. Oh, the, just just let's stick with the 1.86, because we have an official number on that. That's somebody that's actually apprehended. Of the 1.86. And I want to remind people the reason we don't have, you can't tell us, oh, the 1.86, a million, 1.5 million are still here, is because the Biden administration essentially in court argued they did not want to make that number public. Am I correct, sir? That's correct.
5: Uh, those numbers. Okay, stop.
3: Stop. Hold, stop. Hold, stop. I just want to repeat that. I want to go slow on this. Of the numbers that are here and have been apprehended at the border, 1.86 million so far to date in this fiscal year which ends september 30th right and we had a record year last year 2.2 million of the official ones the reason todd bensman can't see and give us the precise number which he normally gives us on how many are remaining in the country is because the illegitimate biden regime actually in a court in a court fight didn't want to report that number that transparent number that every american should know am i correct todd bensman
5: Yes, you're correct. A Texas judge required them to file for a while, uh, but they're no longer required. So we lost track of that. I will say this, uh, Steve, that that the number of immigrants that the government is pushing back into Mexico is at its lowest percentage to date yes. since the crisis. Yes. It's 40, 40% have been pushed back. It used to be 70 and 80%. And we still have a mass migration crisis just from the remaining 20 and 30%. But now it's 60% are not being pushed back, which means that, you know, you can extrapolate uh, that exactly, at the one point. Exactly. Yeah, you can do some extrapolation. And by the way, I think it's 40 at the, but
3: no, that that is people that either turn themselves in or now look for an agent because to, to, you know, they understand Biden's not going to send them back. When you say <clears throat> gotaways, those are people we don't get what is your number and how do you calculate if 1.86 is the official number that's here and been apprehended, what is your calculation on what we call the gotaways, the people that just got into the country through their own devices and were not apprehended?
5: 50 to 70,000 a month. Uh, And that's an undercount because uh, Border Patrol, the way they calculate gotaways is they see footprints in the sand, they're out there patrolling They've got drones in the air. They spotted a group. Nobody caught anybody in that sector. So they count those as gotaways. But there aren't any Border Patrol agents out there anymore to count boots and to count. But but, but, okay. but
3: let me just do some back of the envelope. If I take your middle number, middle range number of 60,000, take it for the first 10 months, that would be 600,000. If you take what basically half of the one point eight, six million, I'm roughly at 900,000 right? Let's say 850,000, give them the benefit of the doubt, plus the six, 600,000. I'm roughly at a million four to a million five in this fiscal year that are in the country. And in, once they're in the country, they're in the country to stay. Is that correct, Todd Bensman? Essentially.
5: The Biden administration all but eliminated deportation in the interior of the United States. So yeah. Okay. I want you to do some rough math, folks,
3: about an invasion of this nation. million last year, correct, uh, Todd? 2.2 million?
5: Yes, that's about right, if you count the gotaways. I want
3: to count the gotaways. And and roughly this year to date, the first 10 months, let's say roughly, we'll down to a million four. Okay. So on Biden's watch, since the high noon on the 20th of January of 2021, that is 3.6 million. I want to repeat that. 3.6 million million this is signal this is the essence of it this is what they think of your country and all that yammering on they're talking on them morning joe and they're yammering on tiffany cross is losing her mind you know sitting in for joy Ann Reed. Reed. Uh, all of it 3.6 million illegal aliens are in this nation and they're never going to go home okay that's to date that's in the first year and what in through august of the of the second year of the illegitimate biden regime am i is that roughly a number
5: todd bensman roughly absolutely and i, I still think that's an undercount because of the the gotaway I numbers are higher than that. i 100%, i 100 percent agree with so, you brother but i'm saying
3: just we're trying to be conservative what i'm saying is this is on a scale that is unprecedented this is an invasion of our nation and no offense do put see putting the the, the, the tractor trailers down there and, and Abbott doing nothing. This is that is controlled opposition. Every politician in this nation that loves this nation. And let me tell you why it's smart politically. You know who bears the burden of that three point six who bears the burden? African-American and Hispanic citizens of this nation. Because those are the school systems that collapse. That's the uh healthcare system that collapses. Those are the people that compete with wages. Uh, That's why wages are so low. Why do you think the Chamber of Commerce wants the open borders? Why do the Kochs want the open borders? We know why LaRoz and the left wants it. They want an invasion of the United States. But why do people on the right want it? Because it drives down wages, increases their operating margins, and they make more money. They're selling their nation out. For ca- this is why I'm more disturbed about the Republican establishment than the left. I, I can't stand the left. And I disagree with them. But at least I understand the ideology of what they do and why they're doing it. On our side, they're doing it for cash. They just want to make more money by having slave wages. The same reason Lao Beijing Jing in China. It's all the same. They just, they don't even consider these people human beings. They just consider them cogs in a, in a machine. And they want the cheapest cog they can get. million, forget also the nonsense people run around that 3.6 million invasion of your country. Todd Benzman, are we off in that regard at all?
5: No, but you know, listen, if you just add another two years at that rate, you're looking at 7 million plus uh, the city, the size of Los Angeles or London uh, that will have entered the United States. They'll be here. And I think that we need to be looking forward too uh, for these numbers to really understand the scale of this thing. Uh, this is beyond anything we saw at Ellis Island. Uh, this is the greatest mass migration crisis in American history, uh, and, and we can't we can't really under count uh, and not look forward a little bit about what's what's going to happen here. So it's coming, and that's before Title 42. If you drop title 42, that 40% that I'm talking about, that they did push yeah. back, yeah. Yeah. you're going to be yeah. able to add 40% on okay. top of that. Okay. You're,
3: you're supposed to take out number two, and write down, and write down 41G that we're going to go on offense on the Trump case. Write down this on the 19th of August, the year of our lower 2022. I will commit to you that the first article of impeachment of this scumbag is going to be the invasion of the Southern border of our nation. Okay. You talk about danger. They're sitting there talking civil war. You have an invasion of our country, and you sit there and you exacerbate it every day. You've created a superhighway. Todd, hang on through the break. We're going to be jammed up the rest of the show. we got so much to get through, but I promise we're going to get to all of it. We're going to take a short commercial break. We have Benzman, Harnwell, Joe Allen, Dr. Peter Navarro, and then we're going to go to New York State and Florida because they're massive primaries next week, and we're going to talk to the MAGA candidates at the tip of the spear. All in the world.
4: Everything's begun, and you are over. Cause we're taking down the CCP. Spread the world all through Hong Kong. We will fight till they're all gone. We rejoice when there's no more. Let's take down the CCP. There has arrived the new social media taking on big tech, protecting free speech,
3: and canceling cancel culture. Join the marketplace of ideas. The platform for independent thought has arrived. Superior technology. No more selling your personal data. No more censorship. No more cancel culture. Enough. Getter has arrived. It's time to say what you want, the way you want. Download now. Okay, you've got to get on Getter. We're up there live streaming all the time. We're putting up information nonstop all the time. Every contributor you see here virtually on getter so go there and the information is just amazing and I'm up 24 7 putting stuff up um, I want to uh, by the way Todd we're gonna get Todd Benson back here tonight because I got to talk about the cartel wars up on my getter there is an amazing article by the LA Times that talks about what's happening here That is exploding right before our eyes I'm so proud of Oscar Ramirez and Ben Burquam and Todd we've been ahead of this story by weeks and weeks and weeks but it's gonna be bad and this is signal Todd Benzman how do people follow you until you're back here at
5: five o'clock today sir T Benzman at getter, And I work for center for immigration studies, CIS.org. We're going to have,
3: we're not a, we're not a total announcement, but we have, we're going to show a little ankle today on uh, when Todd's here on a special project. Todd's Benzman has been working away at. So Todd, we'll see you back here at five o'clock. Thank you for being with us.
5: Okay. Thank you.
3: Okay. So we're going to go to a border that is all about our sovereignty all about the territorial integrity, uh, all about uh, this nation, the self-determination of the American citizens, okay? Remember those three things? Sovereignty, um, uh, the territorial integrity, and, uh, and it, your right of self-determination. Remember, that? that's the three mantras that the Bidens and Kamala Harris pull out in and MSNBC and CNN have nonstop about a border that's not in our vital national security interest. It's just not. And that is the eastern Russian-speaking border of Ukraine. want to go now to ben harnwell ben uh finally the folks in ukraine have started to see the the very dangerous phony that is at the head of their government which we've called him out from day one and it's because the law of unintended consequences one more time in one of his ego trip interviews in the washington post he actually told the washington post he hid all the information he was getting from nato From the intelligence communities about the buildup on the border and about the buildup as we were documenting day in and day out here about the Russians and about their potential for actually strike at Kiev and into not just eastern Ukraine, but other parts. He hit it because he didn't want everybody to scramble for safety and destroy the economy that he would have seven billion dollars a month he would have to he would have to make up. And he didn't know if the Western nations would put that up or not. That's the summary and the Ukrainian. People are furious they're saying, go, well, hang on for a second. You didn't tell us, we would have made other arrangements. We would have been more savvy. We would have known what to do. And maybe some people made the decision to flee, but that's their right as a free citizen. Ben Harnwell, is that essentially the firestorm that's in Ukraine right now, sir?
6: Well, there's very little left for me to say, Steve, because you've, you've condensed the story so accurately. That is exactly what's taken place. Um, in fact, and let me quote uh, President Zelensky himself, directly referring to the fact that he didn't want people to leave the country through fear. He says, some of our people left, but most of them stayed here. They fought for their homes and as cynical as it may sound, those are the people who stopped everything. So he did. And you know, we remember this because in the lead up, as you point out, as the lead up to, to the 24th of February, Zelensky was saying every day that there's not going to be an invasion. You know, the, the, the Russians were putting their tanks there by the border. They claimed They were doing military exercises. And Zelensky is deliberately tamping down on fear, um, encouraging the business as usual psychology. And this is exactly what people are, are fighting against now. Here, for example, is, is, is one journalist, uh, Bogdan Rutelkovic, who said quite explicitly on, on Facebook, he didn't want to put the country on a military footing because he was afraid of losing power. Now, just a few days ago, Steve, these kind of sentiments expressed publicly would have been absolutely unthinkable because, as the Washington Post says right at the beginning of this article, Zelensky was held by Ukrainians to be beyond reproach and a national hero. Uh, that's because U- Ukrainians didn't have the full picture. Sadly, they're not, they're not all able to be tuning into the war room because this is the, the, the type of insight that we have been pushing out now for, for, ne- for nearly six months. If I may however steve if i if I may, do you know what I think the buried lead on this article is, it's the fact that this article has taken place at all um, my initial reading was you know the good old Washington post, perhaps they're not just totally corrupt regime media um and they are willing to peel back um and 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 look at the facts objectively, but no, here's what my my take on this if you go to the very first question here. And um, in, in the, inter- the actual interview itself, not the article that The, the, the Washington Post just published a couple of hours ago, go back to, to, to the interview that they published um, with Zelensky. And the first question, because it's boom, it's when CIA director William J. Burns met with you here in Kiev in January, one of the things he told you was that the Russians would attempt a landing at the airport in Hostomel. What was your reaction when that actually happened on February the 24th, should there have been more Ukrainian forces already there? And then the, then the interview develops along, along, along that line. My analysis, Steve, is that how does the Washington Post know what was in private conversations between the head of the CIA and President Zelensky? I would suggest the CIA, the CIA right, which I tweeted yesterday, excuse me, I, I published on Getter um, yesterday, um, needs to be abolished along with the FBI. The CIA now... Is, um, is pivoting um, at the behest, I would suggest, of the White House that are trying to distance themselves and extricate themselves from their slavishly pro Zelensky position. And now more and more stories. You remember the, the Thomas Friedman thing that the New York Times did a couple of weeks ago when they said yes. that the White House actually distrusts uh, the, the Zelensky regime. Articles like this appearing. And I would suggest that in this instance, the Washington Post is simply being the stenographer for the CIA um, at the behest of the White House to try and let people realize that the Zelensky regime isn't what it has been this uh, By the way,
3: I want you to hang through the break. You're 1,000% correct. This came off the leak to Thomas Friedman. This leak, the key to the story was the CIA actually telling the Washington Post had the story of all the highest secu- uh, highest security information the CIA had. Ben's going to hang with us. You know, Zelensky lectured us in the Jonathan Swan Axios interview from Davos and the thing says, you know, the people ought to read these memoirs of World War II. Dude, I forgot more about World War II than you'll ever know. What you ought to read is The Best and the Brightest and about a guy named President Diem. When the CIA's finished using you like a streetwalker, uh, they will toss you into the dustbin of history. They have a history of doing that. Read The Best and the Brightest. President Diem, Vietnam, 1963. Be back in a moment in the war room.
1: Peter Navarro in leg irons for simply doing his constitutional duty. Now they want to put Peter in prison for standing up for Donald Trump. Please go to Amazon right now and order Taking Back Trump's America to help fund Peter's legal defense. Taking Back Trump's America provides a critical MAGA blueprint to put Trump back in the White House in 2024. Buy Taking Back Trump's America on Amazon today. If they can put Peter Navarro in prison, they can come for all of us.